Thank you so much for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name's Sam Mose. I'm with my good friend, Matt Garber. Hello. And today, we're going to talk about when you wake up in the morning and you think, I don't want to do this anymore. How to navigate that, how to think about that, some questions you can ask yourself to think through that statement and figure out if you really want to keep doing what you're doing or maybe you need to pivot and change. So, Matt. So, Sam. Matt. (laughs) So, Sam. Matt. What do you do when you wake up in the morning and you're like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Do you ever wake up like that? Yes, I do. I'm excited to do this episode because... It's very important for people to know that there are days when I wake up and I go, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to master any music today. Or I wish I could just go work a nine to five or make pizza. And this doesn't happen terribly often, which is a great thing. Um, But it probably happens like once every six months, maybe maybe a couple times a year at this stage. And um, over the 10 years or so of doing music, um, there have always been times where I've felt like, is this something I really want to keep doing? Is this something I want to keep investing into? Or sometimes I would just wake up and be like, man, I don't want to do this. I hate music. And um, when that would happen the first few times I probably if I remember right I would probably have like an existential crisis of like what am I doing with my life oh my gosh what I don't like this why am I upset I have work to do people want to give me money for mastering and but I don't want to do it there's something wrong with me and it would be this like uh, this downward spiral of shame and guilt and not feeling grateful and um, as I learned over the years I learned through a going counseling but also within meditation um that we are allowed to have feelings and also those feelings don't necessarily mean uh feelings are not always true they're not always the best indicator of what is true they may be usually for me feelings and emotions are pointing to something else that i am uh either not looking at, not aware of, or haven't realized is something that I either need to deal with or something I just need to acknowledge or something even I just go, well, that's just not that important. So I'm going to move on. So whenever I have that feeling of, I don't want to do this anymore, uh, I do some investigation work and I usually ask myself questions and I tell myself, okay, whatever is going to come up or, you know, if I ask myself questions, I need to be honest with myself and I need to be gracious with myself. And so a few of the questions that I ask when I feel like I don't want to do this anymore is uh, I always start with, um, is there anything I've committed to do that I don't want to be doing right now? And most of the time at this stage, when I have that feeling of I don't want to do this anymore, um, it's because... I have committed to doing something I don't want to do. And I have compromised a boundary. And boundaries are extremely important in music, 
in your working relationships, in your actual relationships with people. And there are times when I will commit to something out of an emotional response or maybe thinking, oh, I just want to help them out. Or it's a, it's a, a commitment to a project or someone or an event that really I don't want to do or go to. Or maybe I'm not even the best fit, but I just think, well, that'd be nice to have a little extra money to do this. And then I usually at some point have, uh, you could just call it commitment remorse, like buyer's remorse, (laughs) but it's commitment remorse. Mm. And uh, that leads me personally, this is just how I feel, is it leads me to that point of, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so then I look through my list of things, projects, things I'm doing, and usually I can find something and maybe it's not even work related. It's maybe something I committed to doing outside of work later in the day or coming up where I'm like, oh man, I don't have time for this or I don't want to spend my energy on this or I'd rather watch Netflix instead of go do this. But I committed to this and now that's spilling over into my work and now I don't want to do this because as soon as I complete this project, that means that I'm one step closer to having to do this other event that I committed to or this interview or whatever. And that can all lead for me personally to the point of, I don't want to do this anymore. So the first thing I do is ask a question like that. You know, I'll ask the question to myself. A big one for people is usually when when you feel that way, it's are there any like current projects that I feel undervalued in or that I committed to at a lower rate? Um, or maybe that you feel like you're just not being listened to, like you're not being trusted in your expertise. So the motivation to do the project is extremely low um, because you don't feel like people are trusting you to um, do the work you've been hired to do. So that's one. Um, And then a third one for me, and then I'm going to hand it off to you, Matt, is uh, sometimes early on, I would be scared to send my work off um, for people to, you know, basically say this is good or bad, or you nailed it, or this isn't right. And so part of I don't want to do this anymore would come from the fear or trying to essentially, um, you know, cut ties and run from the potential of someone saying, you know what, this isn't that good, or you missed the mark. And so early on, that would be maybe a feeling I would have is like, man, I don't want to work today. And that actually equals, man, I don't want to send this project off today because what if the client doesn't like it or they they know so-and-so and what if they tell so-and-so that I suck and then I don't have a job and then I don't have a house and the spiral can, for me, quickly, well, back then it could, but Thankfully, 10 years later, I feel like I know how to handle things in a healthy manner on some level better than I did when I was 20 or 21. So um, so those are the first things that, you know, if, if I wake up feeling that way, I will always start in my journal asking myself some questions and just seeing what comes up. And um, usually within a few minutes, I can, at this stage, if I really listen to myself, and kind of be honest, I can figure out quickly, okay, I feel this way because of this, and I can either accept it or I can have a conversation about it. And those are kind of your only two options is acceptance of what you've committed to do or what you're doing, or have a conversation with someone or a client or something and change the situation. Um, So that's my monologue number one. 
Oh, and I don't want to do this anymore, Matt. It's your time to mm-hmm. talk. <laughs> the funny part about this episode is uh, it was brought up by someone who's not even in the audio community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you've probably heard my uh, me talk about my friend Ellis, who occasionally deploys over to uh, overseas, and he's and it's like our only <laughs> our only listens from the country of Afghanistan <laughs> are in our Ellis, which I hope people in. Afghanistan, if you have some like like a focus right or something like that, you make music and you start listening to us. Um, but uh, yeah, normally it's just Ellis, and uh, so yeah, he. Yeah, I, th- I think he was listening to the episode we'd previously done with Dylan Seals, and he's like, "Man, do y'all ever just wake up and be like, man, screw this?'" And so I just screenshot that text and I sent it to Sam. And Sam responded, and I screenshot that one. I sent it to Alice, which really got me out of having to answer the question personally, which was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, this doesn't even come from somebody in the audio community, but uh, to answer your question, Alice, uh, yes. For me, I think it happens a little bit more frequently than it does for Sam. Um <clears throat> And I think I can answer why that does. <laughs> um, so for me, it happens roughly about uh, once, I would say, once a quarter. So like not even like once once a month. It would be, be about like maybe four times a year. And uh, it typically only lasts a day. And it typically happens when I do not have a lot like of work coming in. Um. But more importantly, it happens when I am outside of my normal routine. The only time that I wake up and I say, I don't want to do this anymore, um, is I have not had a lot of work, say, in a while. And now I know what I have to do in order to keep this going, and I know when I have to wake up, and I know that... I'm going to be away from my family in the morning and not going to be able to hang out with my wife and kid. And uh, it's like, yeah, I just want to hit this news button this morning. Um, so hopping back into work after kind of like a little bit of a dry spell, which COVID and Sam and I were talking about this. It's like I was mentally like good up until about May. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, this is probably going to last between this and this. March 15th, May 15th. And then we're going to start uh, a hard push on following up with people and stuff like that around the middle of May. And we'll kind of like get our summer vamp. And uh, I typically have like a mental note of when stuff will come in and like when are more busy times than others. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then it's like stuff started vamping back up and again. And I was like, oh, okay, well... That's like a, a little weird. So it's like I, I had work kind of to carry me through there, and then I had like a two-week lull. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just pull gear, and I'll calibrate it, and I'll do all this other stuff that I can't do when I'm just slammed uh, all the time. So, I mean, and whenever I'm down, I typically make the the best use of my time, and if gear's not being calibrated, it's... Uh, 
I don't know, it's like I'm pulling up old masters or something like that, or it's like I have... There, there are a few old things, like from when I first started um, around 2014 that I'll pull up and be like, man, I wonder if I can make this any better than I did back then. And so there's always like this little tiny like mental challenge. And then uh, a good friend of mine at a, uh, at a studio in town, he gave me some mixes from his, uh, his personal band that I actually use as a bit of a reference whenever I'm shooting out gear and whatnot. And so it's like I always have stuff that I can do. And it's like whenever I have a plug-in that I want, I'm like, well, what what problems does this solve for me? And we, we talked about that in the gear episode. But it's like, could it solve a problem if I were to get one from this band? And his band is just very unique. And uh, it's like kind of like poppy. It's kind of rock. It's... Uh, a lot of electronic stuff going on. Like, they did a remix with a hip hop group in town that like <laughs> threw so much low end that it clipped the uh, it clipped my massive passive, and so I couldn't use my <laughs> massive passive on this thing. And uh, yeah, and so I actually I bought new tubes so I could use it for that record, and I had them like overnighted from Manly, um, and everything. Uh, I believe, and yeah, and everything worked out. Um, so it's like I have plenty of stuff to do, um, but whenever I mentally say I don't want to do this anymore, it typically comes from a place of I am far outside of my routine. I have to wake up now before uh, either when my kid wakes me up and jumps on me or if he sleeps in until 8, then we get to do that. Um, so yeah, it's really just if I am outside of my routine and it might happen once a quarter but besides yeah. that i'm i'm pretty good and then once i once i get locked into everything i'm like man i'm really freaking lucky people trust me with this <laughs> stuff so i don't i i just i always feel really fortunate so yeah i mean i i 100% agree with like to me like the way i get out of that funk you know, is by having a routine because my routine includes my journal meditation time. Mm-hmm. And so that's you have where... a crazy routine. <laughs> you were like always locked into. Yes. I mean, I do. Yeah. But it took, I mean, it took me th- uh, three, three years, you know, to get... It took me three years to find a routine I liked. That's, I think, I think one of the hardest things about finding a routine is figuring out what you actually want to do in life, you know, and how that fits in to the 24 hours in a day. And so for me, I tried a lot of, I've tried tons of routines throughout my last 10 years, uh, especially being married. We've tried so many different routines of, are we morning people, night people, doing a work at night, night owl stage, you know, or am I a morning, you know, studio person? And it took me... I feel like five or six years of figuring out, you know, once I was quote unquote an adult and out of college and working and especially self-employed because one of the perks and it should be a perk, hopefully, and not a stressor is when you're self-employed, you create your own flow (coughs) and routine. It shouldn't be more stressful. And in my opinion, strictly my opinion, you shouldn't be working and exhausting yourself more than you would in a corporate setting. Um, because there's just no point. There's really no point in ever exhausting yourself, but there's no point in doing it if you're 
you know, if it all rises and falls on you as a self-employed person, in my opinion, I'd rather work a nine to five at a corporate and work my way up that, knowing that, uh, you know, I still get a paycheck every week as, as opposed to being just exhausted, exhausted and stressed from self-employment. But for people listening, if you do not have a solid routine, um, you know, that I would encourage you to figure one out, but also once again, be gracious with yourself and try things out for like a month and see what what's it like to get up at 6 a.m.? What's it like to get up at 9 a.m.? If you have the luxury at all, if you are self-employed right now and you're like, quote unquote, full-time, but even if you're not and you still work a, a you know another job that's like a nine to five, outside of those hours, try and take control of that time and say, what, what's it like if I work out after work? Or what's it like if I go to the gym before that? Or maybe I hate the gym. So someone like me, I hate the gym, but I don't hate working out. So I, I've learned, I like to work out at home. So I figured out a routine at home that works for me. And it took me so many years to finally accept, I hate going to the gym. I hate driving the time I'm, I feel like I'm wasting driving to the gym. I don't like paying for it. And for me, the the for a lot of people, going to the gym helps them be motivated because it gets them out into a specific place where it's only workout. For me, I hated driving to the gym. I felt the friction to me of driving and having to like check in and be around sweaty people. I was just like, I don't like this. So I work out at home now. But it took me years to figure that out. But I'm a much happier and healthier person now that I've accepted that. So. Having where a are you routine. Gonna take, where are you going to take post-workout selfies now? <laughs> I don't ever take workout selfies in general. <laughs> that's the, I thought that's the only point why people went to the gym. It probably is, so they can get, a, get the Show mirror to other shot. people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a routine to me is how you, I can get myself out of the funk. And um, if there is a time where I don't do my routine, there is a direct correlation in lack of productivity and feeling like I'm running around with my head, like chicken with the head cut off situation. And I know this is true and I suppose it's a pro and con because at this stage my routine you could look at it and be like, "Well, you're not very flexible then if you like can't get off your routine and be like a normal human." But I like last week did the dumbest thing and responded to an email from a label early in the morning and before I did my meditation journal and I literally like felt like I lost the whole day because it just started compounding and I still at this stage I didn't end up doing my journal meditation till like 11:30 a.m. because I started this train of just like email and then I was like, "Well, oh, I see that notification and that notification." Cuz usually I put my phone in airplane mode till I'm done with like my first few hours of the day. Um outside of posting on Instagram. Um my routine. And that's scheduled into my routine. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's amazing what a routine can do to get you out of that funk. And if you find yourself waking up a lot or just throughout your day being like, um, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, or you feel like you've circled around that, it could be because you just don't have a, a good routine and a good mindset. And my routine for me 
if I have that feeling just by going through the routine and kind of being like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to see that this moment's not all moments. I'm going to see that, you know, for the most part, I think I really like what I do overall. And this feels like an, a, fe- a feeling or an emotion. And so I'll, I'll investigate it a bit, but I'm going to keep going about my day. Like I'm not going to not master today just because I don't feel like I'm going to see, you know, do my routine, get working. And then pretty much always that thought of, I don't want to do this today just kind of goes away, just vanishes. And I'm at the end of the day, I look back on that. I'm like, well, that was kind of, you know, that was interesting. (laughs) And then I determined, do I need to revisit that? Or was that just kind of a feeling? And almost always it's a feeling, but I do want to touch on, I'm just going to keep going on another monologue and then I'll be done, I think, for this episode. <laughs> this is the <laughs> Sam Moses show? No, you'll get to do another monologue. But I just have one more point to piggyback you know, we off can this. dialogue one of these episodes. <laughs> it's not as fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear myself talk for a solid 30 minutes. <sighs> I just have one more thing that'll take about eight minutes to talk through, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But um, I'm going to do it, because it's it flows from what I was saying. But if I ever feel like I don't, I want to revisit the feeling of I don't want to do this anymore and I revisit it and I can't like shake the feeling or thought, then I usually ask the question, is there something I need to do to grow? Because a lot of the times when I hit kind of like, I feel like people always have like defining moments in their life And part of that is like the, I don't want to do this anymore stage, or I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, or I don't want to live here anymore. Those are moments that could be pointing towards um, not something that dramatic of a change, but something that just needs to shift so that you can grow and expand. And that's been through the 10 years, a number of times the answer to this question of me waking up, I don't want to do this anymore. I may find within that the answer is, well, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't feel equipped or there's a piece of gear that I really want and I don't want to, you know, I'm scared to spend the money or there's something in my workflow that I just keep doing ass backwards and I'm unwilling to learn this new method or, you know, software to make it better. And so a lot of the times, for many people, if you are in this situation of, I don't want to do this anymore, the answer may be as simple as, you know what, I need to grow. I need to change something. I need to actually expand what I'm doing. I need to invest more into my business or invest more into these relationships, or I need to buy the piece of gear or the speakers I want, or I need to take the chance on myself. You know, That can immediately kill that constant thought of, I don't want to do this anymore. Because it may not be that you don't want to do the actual thing anymore. You may just not want to do it in the way you've been doing it. And if you can discern between those two things, um, you can find joy again in the thing that you think you don't want to do by just doing it in a better way or in a way that allows you to have healthy growth. So that's the last thing I wanted to get into this episode is like, there's been a number of times where I've you know, woken up being like, I don't want to master anymore. But really, it's I don't want to master anymore in this way. I need to have this piece of gear that I've been wanting to give the client you know, the sound that's in my head, or I need to get these monitors. 
and and it's not a like I need this to then be happy, but it is part of like I need these tools to continue to grow and offer the product I want and continue to have the joy in what I'm doing to create and keep doing this. And that's a big to me moment of being able to discern and having the wisdom to say, I want to do this still. Actually, I just need to do it in a different way, in a different light, or at a different time in the day, or a different routine. So that is, I think, the last thing I say, (laughs) that last thing I wanted to get in there. So Matt, what are your thoughts? I mean, there's a whole nother, I feel like there's a whole nother side of the fence that we're not really covering. Yes. And... You don't have to do what you're doing anymore. That's true. <laughs> I mean, exactly. you can stop. Yes. You don't have to keep doing it. This is true. This isn't meant to be an encouraging episode of, <laughs> oh, you can do it, buddy. You got right. it. It's definitely not that. Yeah, this is not that episode because if you're not happy with what you're doing, uh, life is short. You should probably you should probably not do that thing anymore. Absolutely. And uh, figure out what, like... I don't know, figure out what you're put on here, put on earth to do, you know? So it's like, as for me, it's like, I know I really like music and I like making people's music sound really good. And um, I do think that uh, I have a talent in doing that. So that really motivates me to keep doing it. Call it selfish, call it whatever. But it's like, I think that... um, I bring a lot to the table as a mastering engineer and I want to see where this thing takes me. <laughs> Is that selfish? No. I think, I just, I think I'm just kind of proud in like the type of work that I do. That's so, great. Um, that's, that's what keeps me motivated. But I mean, shit, if you don't have that fire in you, then don't freaking drive that car, you know? It's like, get off the bus. You don't have to do this. Um... But if you you do want to do it, but you're just in a slump, um, it's like, and if you have the luxury, I mean, take a day off. Um, uh, there's a there's also, I guess, a third part to this of do you ever say this when you're too busy? Hmm. Samuel. Yeah, I mean, there's probably I'm sure there's there's times where I say that when I'm too busy. And that probably goes back to kind of the beginning of like, did I overcommit or commit to something I don't want to do? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like for sure when I have committed to something I don't want to do, or I just thought, oh, I'll be a nice guy and help this person out, that, and then something else comes in that I really want to do, or I'd rather be like, oh man, I don't want to spend two hours doing this and then wait, do that to then get to the thing I want to do. Um, I definitely have that. I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> if I'm yeah. too busy because everything just becomes, for me, everything becomes an annoyance at that stage, which is not a healthy place to be in. So like my wife could ask me something and I'm a very, honestly, very calm person, but it's just like everything becomes an annoyance where I'm already on edge and someone like my wife could ask me to do something like, no, don't like, no, I can't do that. You know, but really my reaction is because I committed to something that I didn't want to do and I think she should be able to read my brain and be like, doesn't she know how busy I am? I'm so busy. <laughs> like, <laughs> come my on. My wife and I have a 
uh, mutual agreement that is if one of us is having a bad day before I come home or whatever, we have to let the other person know because we both understand that we're not mind readers. Not like saying like, yeah. oh, well, you, you should do this. But like my wife and I, it's like, like if she's having a bad day, it's like she's been pregnant for the last nine months. And uh, it's like in nine days we're having a kid. And uh, yeah, sometimes you probably don't like being pregnant. <laughs> I mean, pretty glad I'm a dude, candidly. Uh, I do not know how women do that. And mad props to like women who do do that. Um, but yeah, if she's having a bad day, she shoots me a message and be like, hey, today was not a good day. Uh, our kid was an absolute lunatic and now he's just running around and jumping on the trampoline butt naked and I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting on the couch in front of the fan. This is not an actual conversation. This is just... I guess it is kind of like a, a compilation. Like our kid does jump on the trampoline naked a lot, but whatever. He's three. I feel like three is like the last year you can really get away with running around without pants on. So 30 is definitely not young enough to do that. You have yeah. to, I would say, 27 years prior to that would be the definite <laughs> cutoff. Um, but yeah, um, so back on track, Matt. Um, yeah, there are some times where it's like, it, it's it's kind of crazy because it's the whole like when it rains it pours, and especially for some reason that's just kind of how a lot of my stuff is. Like when I'm slow, I'm slow, and when I'm busy, I am absolutely slammed. Um, and sometimes I'm in the middle of a project where it's like all I can do is complain, and I just and it's like ah, I, but I have this really sweet thing that like I need to get to, but first I have to get through. Uh, X, Y, or Z in order to get to the better one. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't think I've ever been so stressed out with it that I've said I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I mean, this is actually a very, like, an incredibly low-stress job, which is really nice. Um, That's why I can come in and do that and whatnot. Um, I don't know how people, like, have a cocktail and do this. I definitely, it's like, I've, I've tried the whole, like, oh, yeah, it's like I got beer in the fridge at the back of the office, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that, but it's like I I had a beer one time and I was like, everything just like kind of skewed. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, shit, I need to go home. <laughs> and it's like, I'm no I'm no lightweight, but it just, alcohol does something to you that, yeah. um, it's like I couldn't perceive the image right and, uh, and stuff like that. So it's like, luckily this is like a low-stress job that doesn't really like uh, make you yearn for substance um, but yeah, I've never had it where I've been so busy. That I'm like, ah, oh, I can't do this anymore. If I was so busy, I have had it so busy to where it's like, I, and this is a completely different conversation. I've been so busy to where I've been like, I can't do this alone. Um, and there are some times where like, I've had conversations with my wife, like, Hey, would you mind, um, I'll handle all the emails, but I like, can you just manage my invoicing? Um, it's like she was a math major at Georgia Tech, so it's like, it's this is jump change to her. <laughs> um, we'll bring her into like my other company. Like when we first started, then she would handle all, like I'd handle all of our uh, lower level finances like day to day, and she would handle all of our larger uh, 
heavily tax influenced <laughs> decisions. So before we got like a CFO and everything else. So um so it's like I'd I'd ask her to do that and luckily I've had I I've kind of I've kind of managed it without having to to rope her in but and I I I really would prefer to not hire somebody uh to do it. But I mean, if I did get to like that type of position, it's like, yeah, let's hire somebody out and then they can essentially do all of your scheduling. It's like I do all the emailing because I I feel like there's like an impersonal thing there. And it's like, oh yeah, Matt can do this. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll schedule in for Matt this time. It's like, no, I don't want that. It's like I want to talk to you. Yeah. Figure out what you need. And then you deal with the person who's doing the scheduling. I'll do the mastering. And then that person, like once it's approved, would probably do like DDP. So like actual like assistant work. Um but I feel like we're a little bit away from that. So uh nothing I necessarily need to worry about. But yeah, I think those are really uh, all of the things I wanted to talk about. Like, do the whole like I don't want to do this when I am too slow, when I'm out of my routine. It's really hard for, hard to wake up in the morning, especially. It's like I don't know. It's like we're going to be having a new kid soon, so waking up, that kid's going to be eating every roughly two and a half to three hours uh, for the first month, month and a half, two months. And that's really the that that's kind of like the big hurdle when you're a parent or new parent or new to that kid parent. Um, so that'll be interesting. I'll definitely be reporting back <laughs> <laughs> on how uh, Garber number two uh, comes along in regards to mastering. So it's like, yeah, when you're out of your routine, which I'll be able to report on. And then uh, just like day to day, it's like if you don't want to do it anymore, you don't have to do it. But I would definitely urge you give it 24 hours, give it a week. Definitely like consult people around you. And uh, um, I kind of have like a, not, uh, like, like you have like a group of friends or something like that that like you can talk and you can bounce ideas off of. And if you do get out, do that in a healthy way. Uh, just so bridges aren't being burned and whatnot, and um, and then the whole thing—it's like I can't like keep up with all the work that I have. If that is you, very good job of attaining that level. Um, and uh, if, I mean, if you need to reach out and get somebody else to help you with what you're doing, uh, just kind of like—I I would just suggest make the appropriate steps. I mean, me and lists. It's like, I don't know. It's it's just like like the two sides of Velcro. Me and lists just work really well. So it's like make lists on what you need and what would be like the perfect situation for you. And uh, I mean, the internet's a fun place. Not during an election year, but the internet's <laughs> generally a fun place that you can put out a lot. Uh, like if you need help, I mean, generally, at least the circles that I've been in, people will... People will help, and especially people who want to get into it, who want to do engineering and whatnot. Um, so I know there's people out there who want to do that. So for whatever reason you're saying, I don't want to do this anymore, um, I think that this was a very full episode for you. Sam. Matt. Any rebuttals? Any Matt, you were completely wrong. I don't think so. I feel like this is a solid episode. Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad. 
I like it. I'm good. Take us home. Sweet. So I imagine at this point, (laughs) as always, uh, the great Sam Moses has a beat queued up from BeesaBeats.com. If you'd like to buy one of Sam's beats, go over to BeesaBeats.com. It's spelled like pizza minus the P at a B. (laughs) Beesa Beats. Go on over and buy one of Sam's beats. Or if you want to buy some merch from the Attack and Release Show, head on over to theattackandreleaseshow.com. That is a full mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) You think we could have come up with a longer name for this? Uh Anywho. um, Yeah, we would greatly appreciate it. We're talking about perhaps some more merch Mm -hmm. in late 2020. I'm talking with a company about doing that and it's looking pretty swimmingly so we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what that looks like so anywho um yeah thank you so much for tuning into the show if uh you have any questions or comments please feel free to shoot them over to sam or myself instagram seems to be the best avenue mm-hmm. um and yeah if you wouldn't mind giving us some stars some thumbs up some likes wherever you are that would be fantastic and most importantly uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast with a friend we would greatly appreciate it I think we just ticked over 125,000 downloads of that we could not be more thankful so thank you uh, whoever you are and all (laughs) of you thank you for listening so uh, morning afternoon evening whatever you're having have a darn good one Sam, if you want to cue up that, uh, that sweet lick you got going on in the background. Sweet licks. Here we go. <laughs> and we'll uh, see y'all in the next episode. Bye. See ya. Bye.